Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. Hello, everybody. This is Shannon and thank you so much for being here this week or this, <laughs> this podcast, how to handle and deal with mean people or just meanness in general and the amazing, benevolent, incredibly kind, astonishing Pam Hodling is joining me today. Hello. Welcome. Hi, everybody. I got this real inspiration to have this conversation. And if you guys have been listening to any of my podcasts, like you'll notice like there isn't really like a constant theme. Like we're not always doing sex. We're not always doing money. We're not always doing life. We're not always doing creation. It's really all over the board because let's face it, like life and consciousness is really all over the board. And recently I've been going through some things in my business that have really been challenging me to step up and learn how to handle and deal with certain things, mainly being when people are doing mean, crazy, weird, bizarre stuff. And Pam is one of the amazing people who actually does a lot of what I call like quality control in for access consciousness. You deal with some of this and and it's this, I sort of feel like we're starting this conversation maybe on a negative pitch. Um, and I know, Pam, you want to talk about like, okay, so like what is mean and really start from that direction. But I want to give people some perspective, like you handle and deal with some really gnarly stuff that I've seen come across the desk over the years. People who are stealing and doing like abusing others with the tools of access and just doing stuff that I wouldn't imagine in my wildest dreams that people would pull out of the woodwork to do, you know, and, and, and it's, it's always been hysterical to me that you're really like ground zero for where people really handling that stuff with people because you're one of the kindest, softest, most genuine, wonderful, lovely people I've ever met. Thank you. <laughs> So I'd love to start this conversation with you. Um, I almost wonder, actually, I didn't think I'd ask you this, but could I ask you this sort of personal question and you let you, let's go wherever you want. How did this job come up for you? This sort of um, quality control facilitator support? How did you come into this role in the first place? Okay. That's a really good question. So where I'll start is way back, which is, you know, my whole life, the things I've been drawn to doing have to do with, you know, helping people help to change their lives in some way. So I'm a licensed social worker and I did all kinds of social worker things for right. years. And when I first got introduced access, I was, um, there's something called the Feldenkrais method and I was a practitioner of that. And I had also um, had a network marketing business where I was, you know, learning all kinds of things about business. And when I first started going to access classes, it was like before everything was, you had to come to something live in person. And it was right when people were starting to look at doing telecalls. And I knew how to do all that because of my network marketing business. And now I know, you know, I also have like amazing awareness of business and, you know, working with the entities 
that businesses are. So I started getting asked to lunch by people, by facilitators, um, about their businesses. So the way I first got started working with Access was through that, through my, you know, capacities with business. And, you know, along the way, you know, I think, you know, because my like I have a really strong strength with systems, but also with people. And so as I got more and more involved in the programs that have to do with facilitators and supporting facilitators and creating, you know, systems for the many thousands of facilitators that Access has now, I just gradually became the one somebody be like, hey, can you call so-and-so? Something's going on. Hey, you know, can you step in here? Can you step in there? Can you give um, us some examples of what you mean by this is going on or can you step in yes. here? Yeah. So a lot of times we'll get like somebody will write in and say, I went to a class with this facilitator and, you know, they were being really forceful and I felt uncomfortable or I felt disempowered, mm -hmm. something like that. And I, you know, I'm going to kind of talk around a few things because right now I'll talk about the approach that I take. And I learned this from other people who are doing this in access, which is have no point of view about what's going on. So I'm never, you know, coming at it from, oh my gosh, I can't believe this person's doing this. That's not what a facilitator should do, blah, blah, blah. Right. That, you know, if I come in with that, Someone's going to get massively defensive. They're not going to hear anything I, and receive anything that I can offer. Right. So, cool. Um, so this is like tip or step number one of how, how to yes. deal with people, period, is number one, approach it without a point of view or a judgment. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, what all in this podcast you cover if you talk about the clearing statement, but... I don't if even I, talk about it. I just run it. <laughs> you just run it. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, so basically, so people would know what it is. But, you know, it's, if I, if I do have any kind of reaction or point of view when I hear about what's, you know, whatever right. it is, I use the access tools. I, you know, I use the clearing statement. I say, interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And, and I, I use whatever I need to until I have no point of view. Right. And that's, and that's what I love about the tools of access and approaching how to deal with people or how to deal with mean people. And we'll get to that later. Cause I think first we just really need to start with like how to deal with people. Deal because with All of us have done weird things. Like none of us are really innocent. Like I said, I was complete years ago. I was complaining to my sister about, I was like, Oh, so-and-so did this. They're so weird. So-and-so did that. And she just said to me very matter of factly in her great wisdom, she was just like, yeah, we're all weird. And it was like, as soon as she said that, I got like, right, like none of us are perfect. Like all of us do weird stuff. Some of us weirder stuff than others. So how to deal with people, like that's really foundational of an the, from the access perspective is interesting point of view, like not taking a point of view or a judgment when you're approaching a situation. Yeah. And, you know, and what I'm talking about now, you know, I'm, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different, like if it was your family member. So we can talk about that later. Yeah. But, you know, for this, it's, it's my job not to find out what's going on. So that would be like tip number two, which is I'm never talking to people trying to, to find out what really happened. It's engaging with each person to see what we can create different. Hmm. 
So, um, so that's different. So that's, so you're not looking for the story. You're looking at how do we transform whatever this energy is? Exactly. Exactly. Cause the person who has the complaint, you know, they feel wronged. Something's going on that didn't work for them, but they're also not necessarily right in the complaint. Exactly. Um, right. You know, one of the things, you know, typically when you have two people, you have two <laughs> different stories. Just like my sister says, we're all weird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so two people interacting, they're going to be seeing that through their own, like, you know, you know social work wise, we call it filters mm. or, you know, in access terms, points of view of themselves and the world and the other person and what's going on. And they have their own judgments and their own conclusions and none of that is, is right. So that could be another tip is there's no right or wrong. It's what is and what can we do with it? Okay, cool. So now let me juice up. Let me turn up the volume on this question a little bit. And yeah. let's, let's, let's take it into a context where, well, this gets to be like, this part gets to be a more interesting conversation for me. Because I love looking, well, actually, sorry, I'm going in so many different directions. So if we turned up the volume a bit and we talked about somebody who, for example, was actually doing like stealing or actually doing harm and abusing people. Cause we've seen that as well, where either people steal, like they, they steal audio recordings or manuals and they sell them on to other people, all of which is a total dishonoring of the business of access and totally a no, no. Um, so there's that. And then there's people who actually like disempower and really twist people up in knots, which are two separate topics, but that's a little bit more like, cause I've seen, you know, I had a woman show up and my talk to the entities facilitator class uh, this last year in 2018 in Paris. And she, she came to the class and I could tell that there was something off with her, but I couldn't really identify what it was. And I hadn't ever met her before. So I didn't have a, I didn't have any real information about her. But what ended up happening after the class was she basically put in a claim with PayPal to like, go against all of, like she had done a ton of classes with me in 2018 and she basically put a claim in PayPal so that she didn't have to pay for any of them. And PayPal basically froze my account and wouldn't let me access any money. And there was a huge like claims debate about, and she basically did all the classes. She got all the class recordings. She got all the manuals. She went through all of the courses, but she did basically didn't pay for any of them. So she basically stole them from me. And then I found out she was doing this to other access facilitators. So then it's, you start going like, okay, this person's not just like, this isn't, this doesn't work on a business level. And it was a whole new level of person I had to learn how to deal with. Like I was not used to dealing with people actually like just straight up stealing. Yeah. And, well, and we're talking about stealing. It's very easy to go to, oh my gosh, that's wrong. Yeah. That, you know, she's wrong. And even with something like that blatant, if you have a point of view about it, you're not as effective. And totally. You know, and I know you, I know, you know, you wouldn't come at it that way, but I well, just want your listeners. I know I did. I, oh, I, you did? Okay. Initially, well, that was an It was actually a really interesting experience for me. And that's why I love having these conversations with you and why I continue. And the thing, the thing that I also want to share with people is like, Pam is actually someone who I turn to as a resource. And the, all the people that I have on my podcast, they're all people who I really respect and people who I actually turn to for advice, for information, for support in any and all areas of life. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you because it's like, if I find the information valuable, I wonder if somebody else out there might also find it help you, helpful and valuable. Yeah. So, so 
how was it when you first heard it? Like, what, when where I did first, you go to? At first, when it, when first, when like my husband came to me because he was doing the accounts and he went to PayPal. We like tried to move some money to pay people, and PayPal like for, and it, PayPal just like was totally frozen. And then finally, he determined like what had actually happened because he rang PayPal and was like, "Hey, why is our account frozen?" Da, da, da. So he got the information and he told me, and I went. My first response was denial. Like, no way. That couldn't. She couldn't possibly be doing that. That was my first response. Like, no way, that's not happening. Denial. And then he showed me, like, in the account, like, no, look, she's put a complaint in here and, and here and here and here. And then I was like, rage. It was just, oh, my God, how can this person be doing this anger? And then since I, <laughs> since I know that anger generally doesn't actually work to change anything in life, I went to the next question, which was, okay, so what do I actually need to do with this? Yeah. yeah. And that's where I began to learn how to actually like, and it took a lot of conversation. First we tried talking to her and it was this whole story of, it was, she's an incredible, she was an incredible manipulator in that she really tried to get you on her side because somehow she was a victim for claiming all the money back. And it was this incredibly insane conversation. I went, no, okay, this person's actually aiming to do damage. I got to I got to figure out a bigger move here. And so mm -hmm. I went into, you know, I actually, and this is the thing that's I think really different about how we deal with people in access is I actually reached out to her to have a conversation about like, can we change this? Like, look, are you aware that you're doing this and this isn't cool? Like you need to actually pay for these classes if you ever want to come to any more of my classes or be a customer of mine again. And she just did this whole song and dance. And then she actually went so far as to like have her husband like contact access and say that she like went into like a coma because she was so traumatized. And it was just like, it was a whole new level of manipulation and divisiveness that was like so beyond my reality of where someone could go with something. Well, and I want to point out just in case people don't know this and how PayPal works, like anybody can ask a business for a refund and be given that refund and it has no, you know, it's just like, oh, you know, what's going on that you'd like this refund and stuff like that. By filing the complaint, it's basically, you know, saying Shannon and her business were involved in some wrongdoing, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's a really strong thing to do. It's not a lightweight thing to do to someone in their business. So. Yeah. Like they froze. I mean, at that point I had hundreds of thousands of dollars in PayPal and PayPal shut down for three weeks and I literally couldn't pay my staff. It was yeah. huge. And so it, but that actually taught me that experience with PayPal actually taught me not to ever let that happen again. So now we diversify and the money goes other places and it doesn't all sit in PayPal anymore, which is an interesting thing that PayPal did because they basically in essence lost my business. Yeah. And they actually, they, they actually decided in her favor. They never, yeah. I never got the money back. And I, and the interesting thing about it was I actually thought there's somewhere in my world, I thought I had done something wrong and, yeah. and I must be mistaken or she must be, there must be something like off with this or I must be wrong. But then I found out she was doing it to a whole bunch of other people too. And then I went, Oh no. Okay. She's actually doing this. Well, so let's, you know, let's look at everything you just talked about. So, you know, when we started the podcast, we were talking about, you know, have no point of view. And you're saying you did, you had a big point of view <laughs> in the beginning, and then you used the access tools to come yeah. out of that point of view and see what is actually going on here. And like you said, what, you know, I need to look at this in a bigger way and take a bigger move. So, 
Well, what I actually discovered based on that was something sort of bigger than having a point of view, which was that I actually was in shock that this woman would just would sort of do this to her life. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I, it escalated to the point where I had to get access involved because access and now this is not a conversation about how access runs its business. This is really any business and this stuff applies to every business because anybody that's listening to this now that runs a business has run into this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had to get access involved and escalate. And I was like, hey, this woman's doing this. And that's when I then found out that she'd been doing it to a bunch of other people. And then, and then it, sort of, it was sort of out of my hands at that point. Like I already decided like, I won't do business with her anymore. I basically like took her out of my systems and flagged her and told all my staff, like, look, this person's not allowed to purchase anything else. She's not allowed to be part of anything. Like be aware of this yeah. person. Yeah. But then it was interesting because Katerina actually came to me in the end and she was just like in shock. She said, I can't believe that she would give up so much for so little. And that's what really hit home for me. Yeah. And that's the, you know, here's like another tip tool. It's your choices create your reality and your, you know, like a lot of times people might be doing something that's not so like, overtly like this um, in terms of what they're right, doing. Right, this is pretty obvious. This is a pretty, <laughs> pretty obvious. But they're making choices that are um, destructive. And yeah. part of what we do is ask, okay, so does this require us to intervene right now? I mean, or basically, do you just let them, like basically, because what ends up happening is the people who steal, the people who disempower that whatever it is they end up basically destroying their business and their life because they're choosing anti-consciousness and unconsciousness so it's there's that piece to it too when you have no point of view you can ask questions look at the energy of what what's going to get created if i choose this what, you know, in this situation, what's going to get created if, you know, and you can have the awareness of, you, basically what I want to say is you don't have to rely on thinking it out and, and figuring out what to do, which is where a lot of businesses go to. Mm-hmm. It's, again, using the access tools, ask questions, look at the energy of things, you know, go with what has the energy of what you'd like to create for you and your business. Right. Um, but so how do you apply that to like, so let's use it like a more charged situation. Like somebody is actually like doing verbal abuse or like online bullying or like even identity theft, you know? Well, let me say first, okay, so after the PayPal dispute and they decided in her favor, I mean, you could have chosen to sue her. You could have chosen, I mean, you could have chosen to go into bitterness and I can't believe someone would do this to me and you know, all this kind of stuff, which would then actually destroy you and your business. And you did. But I I just want to point that out. Oh, totally. But what (laughs) I was taught years ago and the thing that I've really chosen is like, first of all, if I looked at the amount of money that she basically stole or claimed back from PayPal, it was maybe like around, it was somewhere under $10,000, which to me, if I looked at going into a lawsuit, da, 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 it would, number one, cost way more. Number two, she wasn't really that important to me, and it wasn't, yeah. didn't really matter that much. She sealed her own fate, and I just yeah. then moved on to, to generating and creating more, not chasing after someone who had done wrong by me. Well, but can you acknowledge that that is not the choice that a lot of people would make? I mean, a, a lot of people in business 
get hooked on, I've been wronged, she's wrong, Mm. you know, I can't let her get away with, like Mm. there's, you know, all those kinds of points of view can come into play. And so again, it's like, whatever it is you're doing in your business, when you notice yourself going to that kind of, it should be this way, I shouldn't be like, do this, you know, whatever it is, that's a, that's a red flag for you to use some tools and get clear so that you can make the choices that will create, you know, Shannon, you had the awareness of, Hey, this is, she's compared to everything I'm creating. This is a tiny blip. Yeah. So not putting any more energy or interest into it. I'm going off and creating, Yeah. Um, you know, that's what, you know, basically that's the choice we have every moment in our lives and our businesses is in this moment, I can choose to go down a rabbit hole of judgment and conclusion and, you know, bitterness and revenge. <laughs> exactly. Or I could use a tool, you know, wow, interesting point of view. I have this point of view or who does this belong to? Is it even mine? Or am I picking up on, you know, most of the world functions from retribution, rightness of their point of view, all that stuff. Right. So and, it, any, and every time that you go into that retribution or defense, you're creating more of that situation, not the transformation of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is I love how you're saying that because if what you're after, if your target in everything is the transformation of the energy, whether it's, well, I'm noticing, you know, I'm being (laughs) a real bitch today with my kids or, um, you know, there's something going on in my business that I'm aware of, but I can't quite figure it out. Like whatever it is, you're looking to transform the energy of it. And to be like to be present with what is not what you think it should be. Like, you know, some of the examples we're talking about, I get surprised by what people choose because it's not how I function. Yeah. But as long as I'm willing to actually ask questions and be present with what is, it's like, okay, they are choosing it. So now what? Okay, so that's, that's what I really wanted to dig out today because it's like how many people listening to this right now have come up against somebody doing something that they almost couldn't believe it was happening, whether it was somebody stealing, somebody do, abusing somebody else, somebody abusing you, somebody just yeah. – what, what I'm putting under this blanket conversation of like people being mean you know, which, <laughs> right. to be fair, to be fair, like if we do ask like, okay, so what is mean? Like is mean a judgment? Well, yeah. Cause what's mean to me and you is different. different. Yeah. It, it all involves this shouldn't be this way. Right. And so then where do we create the standards through which we ask for the world to treat us? Yeah. Well, so with what we just said, like, is there even meanness or is that a a judgment. It's like what I find helps me is coming from, does this work? Does this not work? Yeah. So, you know, cause that takes it out of the judgment. Yeah. So let me give you I love that. Yes. The, that might help. I had a very interesting mother-in-law. She's dead now. Um, one of the most, <laughs> yay. No. <laughs> I'm going to handle mean people. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. No, <laughs> no but, um, you know, the whole, my whole married life for my husband and for me, dealing with her, his mother was this, con- we used to have hours and hours yeah. of conversations yeah. about how to do oh, yeah. 
Earth. And, you know, when I got introduced to the access tools, there, there's um, some basic classes, you know, bars and foundation. I went to those classes and she, she said she had a very, very strong point of view and she would erupt unexpectedly with this like intensity of anger mm. at, you know, because however she perceived whatever was going on is you're wrong. Yeah. So, um, so we were having dinner, my two kids, my husband, my mother-in-law and me, and I had been gone for, um, you know, 10 days or something. And I was chatting with my son who was probably six or seven at the time. Right. And we're, you know, so we were just very engaged in talking and she blew up. Basically she was mad for being ignored because I was directing my attention to him, which, you know, it's like, it makes in my universe absolutely no sense. Like it's not anything I could make any sense of, right? Just to be, yeah. and she directed it at him with this kid, right? Mm. Um, that he was being wrong for ignoring her. Right. And my usual thing would have been to go into fight with her. To like defend him. I have the point of view. She's yeah. wrong. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, but I had just come off these access classes and I mean, she just like erupted and had, and, my, and I was like, wow, it's really interesting what she's choosing. <laughs> right. And there was nothing, like it lasted 30 seconds because there was absolutely nothing for her to fight with or against. Right. And that's an example of interpersonally and, and anything you're dealing with with regard to your business and someone and what they're doing is going to be an interpersonal interaction as well, right? But it's like, if you don't have that point of view, it can't go anywhere. Okay, so, so let's take it a step farther. So yeah. your mother-in-law's dead. And I also know that your, your husband-in-law or ex or was husband, the person that was the mother of, is also passed. Yes. So your situation's slightly different now, but those people who are still in family dynamics when they're dealing with an in-law or a spouse or somebody in the family that's either is an angerholic or is abusive or is just somebody they don't have fun with, how do you deal with somebody like that on a long-term basis? Well, so one thing is, you know, having that interesting point of view and no judgment does not mean you're a doormat and you stay in something that's not working. Right. So what happens a lot is you have someone, maybe they're not being like physically beating you up, but in how you may have, or you may may have have someone who's, you know, if, you know, if you have someone who is hurting you, leave, go get support. There's, you know, there's police, there's, right. Which is basically what I, which is basically what I did with this woman who was PayPal blocking me. Yeah. As I basically said, you know, I looked at it and I, and I basically got to the place where it wasn't that that there was a problem is that this does, this doesn't work for me. People come yeah. to classes and then basically claiming the money back does not work for me in my business. You are yeah. now leaving my business. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Say somebody, you know, says to access a facilitator hit me like they're in a personal relationship and you know, it's like you do whatever you need to do in the moment to be safe. So go to the police Go to, you know, like that kind of thing. That using these tools doesn't replace. Doesn't replace making a choice and getting making a, a choice. Making a choice to actually, to take care of yourself in the moment. You know, so then, if, you know, we're, so we're not talking about that. We're talking about 
well, I know somebody whose parent was constantly, like everything the parent said was designed to belittle mm. and block and make, you know, uh, oh, what's the word where you just have no self-confidence or anything. Basically disempower, disempower. Yeah. The, the parent was constantly disempowering this person the whole time they were growing up and even into adulthood. Yeah. Right. So it's like, so part of it is being present with what is like my friend had to use the access tools to clear all the places where you go to, well, it's my mother, you know, I have to love them. I have to take care of them. I, you know, there's all have those to have yeah. right. That's, that's a point of view. So when you clear all that, you've got a really, you know, a, a mother who is interacting in ways that are demeaning and disempowering and the adult child there has choice. They can choose to not have any interactions with their mother anymore, or they can choose to continue interacting, but from a place, you know, like what I described with my mother-in-law, where it's like my choice to be the space of something different did not allow her to continue doing what she usually did. Mm. Right? This is just such a fucking huge, big and kind of uncomfortable conversation that, to be perfectly honest, I just don't think happens enough in the public eye, especially because we tend to not want to even acknowledge that, that certain things are going on. Yeah. People could be abusive or disempowering, mean, so on and so forth. Yet, if we look around, and it's like, for me, what's been coming up is as, as my business grows and as I grow, I'm running into more and more and more of these areas that I literally haven't known how to handle. I'll sort of be like a deer in the headlights yeah. with people doing all sorts of stuff all over the board that basically boils down to it just doesn't work and they're not empowering. They're basically stealing, being crazy, yeah. abusing others, looking for ways of using the tools to abuse others. And I'm like, whoa, how do I, I am out of my depth. How do I handle this without burdening me and making myself a crazy person trying to control everybody in the universe, but actually keep things clean and clear and moving forward? Well, and you know, with what you just said to bring it back to my friend, it's like if she goes into the place of, I can't believe my mother's being this way. I can't believe she said this to me like that. Then my friend is not able to actually create something different and change the energy. Like we've been talking about. Right. Cause she's still in denial about that. This in fact is actually occurring. And she actually is creating it continuing to occur. You know, with my mother-in-law, if I went to the, you know, cause I did a couple of years later, even with all the access, there was something like that again. And it had to do with one of my kids and I went to fight, you know, and it like, it went on for like five minutes and I was like, Oh, wait a second. Interesting point of view. And it went away. Right. So it's like, if you are, going into that, their universe, their world of how they're doing things, you don't have anything else than that to bring to it. And in addition to that, it's like recognizing, and I'm, as I'm listening to you, it's also recognizing that those who are perpetrating or doing weird stuff, and sometimes it's us doing weird stuff, but yeah. that's the, the point is more, it's like something that I've really, something that I've really utilized 
in dealing with the stuff that life has to throw at us is never making somebody else greater, more important, more powerful than I am in my own life. Yeah. Yes. And in addition to that, not making any of it significant, like which they're not greater. Exactly. The whole thing isn't significant. Exactly. And it's like, where do you see that kind of behavior amongst people on the planet? You just don't. You see people going into point of view and defense and fight and right and wrong and lawsuit and divorce and like fist fights. And it's just like people are bizarre. But if you look at nature and if you look at animals, like I, I remember watching this nature documentary and this cheetah was just going after this gazelle and it caught it and it, and it was attacking it basically and killing it. But the, the cheetah had like, no anger. There was, it was not coming from an angry place. It was not coming from a point of view place. In fact, the cheetah had total peace in its world and the gazelle and the cheetah was like killing and eating the gazelle and all the other gazelles are just standing around. <laughs> you never see animals go into that. Yes, they do fight or flight, but they don't do defense for the rightness of their point of view as though the cheetah's wrong for being a cheetah. Right. Yeah. And I'm also not trying to make it okay to attack and to kill because people are slightly different, of course. And it's, wow, where do we disable ourselves from being able to yeah. deal with life? Yeah. Well, because from that space of I'm not making you greater than me, I'm also not making me greater than you. I'm just like, I am, and this is what's going on. And it's, I have no judgment. It's not working. You know, whether it's not working because it's your, your spouse and it's time to end the relationship or it's not working because this person's stealing from your business, it's from when you're using the tools that we're talking about, you can clearly see or know what's possible here and what you can choose, whether it's I need to remove myself from this situation or I need to move on in creating or have a conversation with them about this. You know, we started with, you know, what do I do with, you know, facilitators when they're doing yeah. interesting things? And a lot of times it's just, it's having the conversation, asking them questions, you know, not trying to figure out what happened, but just something is going on that created this person yeah. in your class feeling this way. And that's Let's what I love. That. That's what I love. I'm just going to say, that's what I love about us. And that's what I love about access is that, and, and cause, cause my father has been willing to like, he who's Gary Douglas, who's like created access or, you know, spearheaded it, made it popular he would come to me with like, when I would do something bad, like, and I have done, you know, I have done stuff where I've <laughs> have you done some things. <laughs> I've done some things where people leave feeling like invalidated or made wrong or like stuff places. I had created situations where it wasn't creating the best in the world that I could create. And he would come to me and say, Hey, look, what was your intention in, with this? What were you intending to create when you said this to this person or do this with that person? And when it initially, and this was basically how I was raised, like into my late teens, he started talking to me like this. And at first it was really confronting for me. It was like, I just wanted to be defensive and like, you're wrong. And why are you accusing me of this? But then over time with his patients, he'd come to me and say, hey, are you aware that you created this situation? And I'd look at it and be like, wow, I did create that situation. Whereas, and that situation was basically driving people away or making it harder for people to be, to people to actually rely on me for any sort of facilitation or empowerment, which is not the kind of world I'm committed to creating. 
And so him being willing to have a conversation with me and point out what I was creating with the situation, you know, and that's one of the things that he teaches. I know in his like conscious parenting classes is like indicate to your children, like, is this what you want to be creating? Where do we get to have those conversations in the world without being accused of and being made wrong? That is, I've been writing down those questions you just said. I'm like, I know I've heard them before, but oh my God, this is brilliant. <laughs> you know, because it's like through that, hey, is this what you want to be creating? That, I mean, and, and I know that it's like when you've probably gone out to have, and I've had to do the same, similar things with some talk to the entities facilitators where I'd go, hey, look, it's like, is this what you want to be creating? And what's your intention with putting, with creating this? And with some of them, it sort of goes pear-shaped and weird, and then they start finding other ways to hide the weird shit they're doing. And with some of them, it, I was amazed how they actually, it actually got them to get more present and more clear and actually start to ask questions that were going to create so much more for them, their businesses, and the universe. Yeah. So you sort well, of win some and you lose some. And I just want to highlight what you just said, because you're talking to them, asking these questions like, you know you know, what was your intention with this? Are you aware of what you're creating with it? And inviting them to choose something different. It's, you know, that conversation is not at all about what you did is wrong. You can't do that anymore. I mean, it might be if they keep doing it, you decide to not let them be a facilitator anymore. Right, which actually doesn't really, it never, it hasn't come to that for me yet, but I do know that it has come to that for my dad sometimes with some people and I'm always like, and the funny thing that comes up is when somebody starts to do weird stuff where I'm getting negative feedback or I look at they're creating something that we already set like a policy, like, look, you don't do this sort of a thing. And then they go and they do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I go, if my first reaction is like, Oh fuck, I don't want to deal with this. So everywhere that you guys decided there's something, that you, there's something that's too unpleasant or too difficult for you to ever deal with in life. <laughs> you destroy it and create it. Yes. You know, right, rugged battle, nine pod pock shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. And it's that I don't want to deal with this. And then I'm like, okay, I've got to deal with this. And then I and then I either try myself, I try my hand, I'm like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing, but I gotta try to start somewhere. And I use the tools and I ask a question, or I go to somebody like my dad or to you or to Katarina, or I talk it through with somebody to go, okay, cool. Now I've got a direction of where I can go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like you're willing to not know what you're doing, <laughs> <laughs> but you know there's something possible and you're willing to jump in and, you know, use the tools and see where it can go. So and that's, like a, so that's like a, a bullet point number one for how to deal with mean people. Not have a clue what you're doing, but know something else is possible. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, because, you know, what we tend to do is either go into that fight, you know, they're wrong, I got to do something about this, or retreat, which is the other thing you just talked about, right. where you're like, I'm going to go hide my head, this. I just don't Yeah, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could look at it as, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's about, you know, it's my business, I have to do something here or whatever. To me, it's actually about me. I am not willing to go to that place of hiding from it. I mean, sometimes I do. I might do that for a few days, mm. um, you know, but I'm not willing to have that as a way of life. But, and I'm also not willing to, to have constantly fighting and resisting and like n neither of those 
actually feels nice to my body or my being. Yeah. And so, you know, to me, so much of this is from, for me in the moment, it's my choice. Do I use some tools, get out of whatever I'm in and look at what I'd like to create here? Or do I go into some sort of reaction resistance alignment agreement. And as soon as you're in reaction, you're no longer dealing with or handling life. You're at the effect of everything. Exactly. Exactly. You're at the effect of the person stealing from you or the mother-in-law yeah. or the abusive person, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Exactly. So. so, and that's what we would love to share with all of you guys out there listening to this. It's like, whatever your situation is and whatever it is you're up against, it's like, what would it take to not, what would it take to not be at the effect of and be in reaction to, but rather have a yeah. choice and be able to outcreate, outmaneuver and what else is possible? Well, and another thing I'd like to bring up with this, so I've been, you know, an access facilitator for 10 years, and it used to be like very kind of loosey-goosey, right? It's just like, hey, here's some people facilitating classes, yeah. and we didn't have a lot of guidelines and policies and stuff, and as people have done yeah. different kinds of things, you know, like when you have you know, 200 facilitators, it's a very different thing than when you have 8,000, right? So we have over time, you know, like you might, it might be like, okay, never even occurred to me somebody might do this. this I've had the conversations and, you know, it's, it's then, okay. So I want to in general kind of give people the information that if you want to, you know, have, be licensed with this thing I'm doing, then, you know, these, these are some guidelines you need to follow, but even those it's never set in stone. So like you might, you might be for your business developing different policies and things that are encouraging and inviting people to be, you know, come from a different space with what they're doing. But you know, then it's not like, Oh my God, you broke the rule. Now you're gone. It's even when you have those policies, it's still, how can I engage with this person to create something different, whether it's different for my business, different for them, different for me? Yeah. And that's what I love about this new possibility or this different way of doing things. Cause you look at, it's like, that's why we have the rules and the laws that we have in all the countries that we all live in and the societies we live in. It's like, because like, if we don't like, I've, I look at, sometimes I look at laws that I love and laws that I don't love. Like I love fuel emission laws. Cause I remember going to England when I was like nine and there was so much smog that I was nauseous the entire time I was there. And since then, like in the last 20 years, they've really tightened up on fuel emission on cars all over the world. And so now it's unusual to go to a place with like nauseating smog like I love those laws there's other certain laws that (laughs) I'm like this is such an imposition and so totally not fun and really inhibits what's possible that being said it's like I'm also really glad that we can't shit on the streets anymore right right you know (laughs) and it's such and this this conversation of like okay so like how do you handle mean people how do you handle it when stuff's coming up that's not working for you or for the whole, it's like, are we actually educated on how to deal with life, how to deal with unpleasant things like people shitting on the street or bad fuel emissions, you know? And what if we could actually, what if it could be a working with rather than an imposing of your will or others will on to, to repress or suppress or control, which is what goes on a lot of the time in lieu of creation. 
Well, it's, you know, what we talk about in access classes a lot is kingdom of we, which is what's going to create the greatest for everyone, not just what's going to create the greatest for me and my business and everyone else can be screwed. Right. right? And, that's, and that's what I've learned from him about how to deal with, and I'm just going to keep calling it how to deal with mean people. Cause it's like what I, my <laughs> basic tendency with that would be to go into reaction and to exclude them and to yeah. not deal with them. But yeah. I've watched him time and time again, include people who do mean things. Like I've watched him support people energetically, financially, with his time, with his energy for years and years and years who totally turn against him, like literally with a lawsuit. And I'm just like, whoa, to me, that's like a beyond, like, how could you? And he's like, still totally there for that person. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you haven't excluded them from your universe at all. It's like, yeah. whoa, okay, so you're functioning from a way greater place than I'm functioning from. Well, and I'm so glad you brought that up because like, so, you know, say you choose to leave the abusive marriage or, you know, fire the person who is doing things that are stealing yeah. from you, like whatever it is, when you're doing it from, from that no point of view and the kingdom of we, like, even though you fired them, you're not excluding them you know, you could, you know, like, you know, you might be like, what do you mean you're not excluding them? You just kick them out of your company. But energetically, if you're still willing to have them, it, okay, if you judged everything as they're wrong, they couldn't, you know, how could they do that to me, blah, 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 and I'm firing them, you are excluding them from your universe and creating separation, which is a diminishment of you. Whereas if you're no point of view, you're doing, you know, what's required to create greater for everyone, then you ha you're not excluding them, you're not creating separation, there's possibilities for something new and different to be created for you, for your business, for them. Which is almost like, I wonder if that's like, you speaking Greek, and people could hear that, or if that's, oh, that's true. you know, it's like, it's, 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 <laughs> And so and this is an interesting conversation. I didn't I had no idea where we were going to go with this, but I knew it was something that I wanted to dive into and to talk about because it's actually a really practical topic because, I mean, anybody who's listening to this, how many times have you bulked at or totally crumbled or didn't know how to deal with some interpersonal situation in your life? And are we really given the tools to deal with people and circumstances in a way that works or are we using tools that just don't work where we're constantly in reaction where everybody's in defense where the problem escalates rather than transforms yeah and that's truly consciousness it's the ability to transform all energies so wouldn't it be cool if everybody out there listening to this had the ability to literally transform whatever yeah. circumstance person was was they were dealing with in their life rather than be at the effect of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, like what it brings up for me is say, you know, the person you talked about who stole from you from the space you're being with it now, she could choose to change and be different and choose differently and approach you and say, Hey, I would really like to come to your classes and you can perceive that energy and know something's different and go, yeah, okay, I'm willing to, to, let's give this another try, right? Because you haven't made her wrong and gone into, you know, all the stuff we've been talking about. It's like it keeps 
when you're willing to come at this from this different way, which like you're saying, this is not how we're equipped by the world around us yeah. is to go to these spaces of possibility. For me, it's been the access tools and it's from the very first class I sat in, I was like, oh my God, this is what I've always known is possible of how we can be in the world. But I didn't have the tools right. to try to, to, to actually create it for myself and for the people around me. And to me, that's, you know, one of the huge gifts of access is, is actually giving me these, you know, here's something I can use in the moment to change the energy for me, for the other person, for what's getting created. Awesome. 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 So thank you, Pam, for being such a changer of energy in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon, for having me on. This has been really and fun. You've actually given me a lot of times, because I know some of the stuff you deal with, and I know some of the stuff that comes across your desk, and I'm like, it makes my skin crawl. I'm like, oh my God, like, how can those people do that? How does Pam deal with that? And I look at you, and you're always smiling, and you're so, like, you're really, really kind about what you do, which I always think is hysterical that you do the job that you do, because you deal with some of the nastiest, hardest stuff that there is to deal with in a business you've really inspired me because I look at you and I'm like, well, Pam can deal with this. I can deal with this. <laughs> awesome. So thank you so much for coming on with me today. And I hope those of you guys out there listening to this got some gems, got some sparkles. And if you want to find out more, learn more, and really get the tools that Pam was mentioning so much about the really the, the tools of access, it's like, if you haven't done an access class with anybody yet, please check out accessconsciousness.com. We are out there. We are loud and we are proud and we are not hard to find. So if you want to come play with us, it's like, please be our guest. And how does it get better? Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. 